Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dopeness Dope. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 180 of Dope Nostalgia Podcast. And I'm your host, Naomi. And our special guest today has been on the show many times, and he's become a great friend, Joe Valenzuela of the blog Milk Carton Pop Stars. He's back, and I finally got to meet him in person. He's from the Chicago area, and I was down there for BlockCon. I, I, I called him up or called him up, no one calls, texts, and said, Joe, I'm coming down. And uh, he made it happen. He came out to see me in Rosemont, Illinois, during BlockCon, and we spent a night hanging out, having some drinks. We checked out a piano bar and all that and had the best time. We even did a little bit of uh, drunken foolishness on the Dope Nostalgia Instagram. Check it out. Uh, Drunk falsetto in Rosemont. It's really fun. So Joe's back on the show and we are talking about a pop star that you might not have known was a pop star because her big claim to fame was as an actress in the television show A Different World. Playing Whitley, Jasmine Guy also put out a solo album in the 90s and I absolutely adored the album. So I thought, hey, let's talk about her. Here's a little background information on Jasmine Guy. Wikipedia moment. Jasmine Chanel Guy is an American actress, singer, dancer, and director. She is known for her role as Dina on the 1988 film School Days and as Whitley Gilbert Wayne on the Cosby Show spin-off A Different World, which originally ran from 1987 to 1993. Guy won four consecutive NAACP Image Awards from 90 to 93 for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series for her role as Whitley. She played Roxy Harvey in Dead Like Me and as Sheila Grams Benet on The Vampire Diaries. More recently, she played the role of Gemma, Richard Weber's friend and potential love interest on Grey's Anatomy. Jasmine Guy was born in Boston, Massachusetts to Jay and William Vincent Guy. She was raised in the affluent historic Collier Heights neighborhood of Atlanta, Georgia, where she attended Northside Performing Arts School. Her mother, a Portuguese-American, was a former high school teacher, and her father, who was African-American, was pastor of the historic Friendship Baptist Church of Atlanta, which served as an early home to Spelman College. He was also a college instructor in philosophy and religion. At the age of 17, Jasmine moved to New York City to study dance at the Alvin Ailey American Dance Center. Now we know all about the acting credits and you can always see them on Wikipedia as well. But we're here to talk about her music career. Although short-lived, she released one amazing solo album. Now here's what it says. During the run of A Different World, Guy released her self-titled debut album in 1990. The album peaked at number 143 on the US Top 200 album chart and spawned three hit singles. Try Me, this song here, made it to number 14 on the R&B chart. Another Like My Lover, 
made it to number 66 on the U.S. chart, Billboard chart, and the R&B chart, number nine. And Just Wanna Hold You, the ballad. Number 34 on the U.S. Billboard chart, and the R&B chart to number 27. Now here's some personal stuff from Wikipedia. Jasmine had a close friendship with rapper Tupac Shakur. They met during his guest appearance on the sitcom A Different World in 93. Shakur recuperated at Guy's home after he was shot in 94. Guy appeared in his music video Temptations and later wrote his mother's biography, Afeni Shakur, Evolution of a Revolutionary. Guy married Terrence Duckett in 1998 and the couple had one child, a daughter named Imani, born in 99. In 2008, People Magazine reported that Guy and Duckett were divorcing after 10 years of marriage due to irreconcilable differences. Guy and her daughter subsequently took up residence in Guy's childhood hometown of Atlanta. Let's welcome our good friend Joe Valenzuela back to the show. Always make sure to check out his blog. It's still up there. It's called Milk Carton Pop Stars, where you get to find all the little tidbits about all the people who made music in the 80s and 90s. Welcome, Joe, to the show. Back to the base. Joe's back. Yay. I'm so hey. happy to have you on the show again. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Anytime. I want to tell the folks about our amazing chance to finally meet like a month ago. I know. It was so much fun. <laughs> I live well I don't know probably 3,000 kilometers from you whatever that is in miles right. I'm gonna say but um yeah so Joe lives in Chicago I live in Edmonton in Canada it's it's a it's a big distance but I was going there for BlockCon and I was like this is my chance to hang out with Joe as well and that's really cool like if we can make it work and it happened and he came all the way to Rosemont to visit me I did <laughs> yeah and I yeah. got to meet some of the the new kids crew, your yes. fellow fans that you were there with. So that was fun. My fellow blockheads. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I'm sure I've told many people all the time, like one of our friends are Adrian, her and her friend Chris host the show Rat Tail, which is a YouTube show, which is just incredibly awesome. <laughs> Blockheads and non-blockheads would enjoy it. They react, they get drunk and they react to new kids and similar videos. Okay. So, I, I did subscribe. I just have to like check out. Yes. I'm always encouraging our, our listeners to subscribe because if you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like that show. Awesome. Um, but yeah. the funny thing is we had a great night that night. We went out for drinks. We went to that. I think it was like a tiki bar. Yeah. Tiki slash piano bar in one. <laughs> One side of the wall was tiki. The other side was, yeah. Yeah. I got a little, got a little sloshed a little bit. I did too. And uh, I know <laughs> there's some fun video out there. <laughs> out there. I've been putting pieces out there into the universe of our uh, shenanigans walking back to the hotel. Um, we may have been singing really loudly and possibly obnoxiously, but I think people liked it. I think they did. I didn't realize we had an audience until we were done. <laughs> we were walking by some people, weren't we? Uh, yeah. Singing. Yeah, maybe I was a little drunk because I can bear, like, I just remember, like, singing and waving at people or some shit like that. It was, <laughs> that was a group of, like, I don't know, like, five or six, just, like, 
definitely i don't think they were there for block con <laughs> gentlemen no. and they were probably like you know what the f <laughs> <laughs> look at these two drunks oh how cute singing in but falsetto <laughs> like it's 1989 if you'd like to see our singing clips you can go to the instagram for dope nostalgia and it's the falsetto drunk falsetto in the streets of rosemont series <laughs> oh it's a good time it was so fun and you know what when the next day when I, my friends were like oh what did you guys do last night how was it what i'm like i showed adrian first i showed her that the first clip <laughs> just the tiniest little clip and she could not stop laughing like <laughs> i'm like okay then this is going to be a series we're going <laughs> to release little bits and pieces of it at a time i forgot how many songs we sang but i'm sure there's enough to make a, a whole series oh, oh but where's donnie he's at the park playing ball If Thank you know, you. you know. If you know, you know exactly. And, and I know your listeners know. <laughs> There's a good chance. But yeah, no, Joe, it's nice to finally meet you. So hopefully you never know. Like, I like Chicago. I can always come back. All right. Again. Sounds in, the good. In, in our in our um social distance here over here uh through Zoom. Uh I wanted to talk to you about an artist today that we've talked about before. Right. Who a lot of people don't know she made an album, but she was quite famous at that time for being a TV star. Correct. Her name is Jasmine Guy. She played Whitley, the popular character on the show A Different World, which was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. Now, you had that album, didn't you? Of course. I have, uh, well, what should I call it? An affinity for actors and well mostly actresses who sang like for the dual careers like especially from the like like late 80s early 90s there were so many like I don't know like Nia Peoples, Tisha Campbell and of mm -hmm. course Jasmine Guy um I, I felt like everybody was recording an album back then or like in talks to record an album but like you know some had moderate success others did really well and others just came and went and funny the funny thing about jasmine guy is she had you know she had moderate success it wasn't like you know the album came out and it flopped so no yeah no it didn't flop it didn't at all and actually like the music itself was good that's why i think it's worth talking about yeah. it's uh it's an album i can still like listen to and enjoy I've been scouring the internet for information about the album, reviews, interviews, and there's not a lot said about this album. So I guess it's upon us to really bring it up. I would say there is another. Now, of course, you had your own online blog with Milk. Car I always, I can never say this without stuttering. <laughs> milk Carton Pop Stars, and that's how you and I got to know each other. Right. There's some other. There's some other blogs out there as well that are kind of doing a where are they now situation and that one of those is called rare and obscure music at wordpress i, I do remember them yes i've reached out to them in the past to see if they want to come on the show as well so maybe one day but um they definitely did a write-up about the album just kind of explaining a little bit about her background and how it went so jasmine guy of course from boston massachusetts was well known for playing whitley gilbert on a different world 
Um, she released her self-titled debut album in 1990, and it didn't do too bad. Like the album itself only got to 143 on the Billboard 200, but she had three singles off of it that actually charted. Not well, but they charted. <laughs> okay, so try me. Um, oh, it didn't even make the Hot 100 the first single. It didn't. I thought it. No. Um, oh yeah. It peaked at number fourteen on Billboard's Hot Black Singles chart. Now they literally had a Hot Black Singles chart. Yeah. So the. Well, I think it, it racist. I know it became known as the R and B charts. Oh, and it was just oh. more focused on what like R&B radio was playing. Yeah. But uh, I mean, back then it was like everything was played on the radio. You know, top 40 was it wasn't like one specific genre. It was like yeah. pop, dance, rock, alternative. It was just everything. So I don't know why it was so segregated. But I remember when that song came out and just like oh my god this is such a cool song and you know it was like new jack swing and mm. that's why when i am seeing that it didn't even like chart on the billboard hot 100 i was like god but i remember it being huge and like hearing it all the time but yeah you would think there was like first of all she's got a built-in audience with her television right. show and i figured all her fans on the show would be so interested in especially when yeah. her single drops to pick it up listen to it you know oh. um and I have it here because that... I'm a dork and I always like pull out the vinyl when we're talking. You have the vinyl single of Try Me. <laughs> yeah, Try Me. That's uh, fantastic. Like, in my head, I always just hear ex-girlfriend, you sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people behind her and, and producing and recording with her on this album were huge in the music business, full force being. Oh, yeah. A huge production team if people don't know about full force not only are they credited with having one of the very first new jack swing songs of all time but they've written and produced for so many artists since including samantha fox patty labelle britney spears james brown lisa lisa and the cult jam backstreet boys in sync wild orchid it goes on they even did a song with latoya jackson did they yes <laughs> they but and the, and the time they spanned in music hi history too like they've been writing songs for people for probably over 30 years oh i'm sure i forgot that they were still doing stuff like past the 90s you know because it's just one of those acts sometimes you associate specifically with a certain decade or two <laughs> yeah which makes sense um but their biggest i think successful hit was probably the Backstreet Boys song All I Have to Give from the 90s it's probably their most okay. profitable and hugest single that they've ever written oh I didn't I didn't even know that in my head I was yeah. thinking Naughty Girls Need Love Too by Samantha Fox <laughs> in my head that's the song that's the most successful <laughs> yes yeah that's right who fucked the charts Right. <laughs> this is successful in my head. In my heart. <laughs> you rule my, the charts in my heart. Thank exactly. you. Or Lisa Lisa. I wonder if I take you home. That was huge. That's like mm -hmm. one of the first big freestyle songs. And so whatever. I mean, good for them, though, that they were able to, you know, 
break mm-hmm. out of different decades and have a huge hit with the, the whole teen pop craze of the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So they just kept giving her. But I, <laughs> that's so Canadian to say, sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but okay, going back to uh, Try Me, where was I? I get lost. I know I took a segue and couldn't come back. <laughs> so I'm a full force. Okay, so she had big heavy hitters behind her on this album. Really strong songwriters. Oh, yeah. And production team. And you mentioned Ex-Girlfriend. Yes. Are you a fan of Ex-Girlfriend? You know, I remember them because of the song, but I'm, God, I'm trying to remember if I remember any of their hits. Mm-hmm. I remember the name and I remember them being around, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like they their album came out around the same time or shortly after. Mm-hmm. So I want to say yes, but then I don't want to like misquote myself. That's okay. But mm-hmm. um, some things I noticed when I li- I re-listened to the album this afternoon because uh-huh. I wanted same. to be fresh with it. Um. I like that there's more upbeat, up-tempo songs on it, more new drag swing than there is ballads. I agree. Um, I'll just touch on a few points and then I want you to, you know, tell yeah. me tell me about your observations as well from re- the re-listen. Um, one thing I noticed in the song, which was one of the singles, track number three, Don't Want Money. They uh-huh. performed it on Arsenio Hall. So I watched the video of that too. And automatically I heard the rap and what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that rap MC scat cat a hundred percent right it's MC scat cat okay, I thought it was Paul Abdul yes because <laughs> it's Oliver Lieber who is the producer and writer of the track which means that's the wild pair the wild oh, pair yeah. is MC scat cat oh that's what the wild pair they did. Mm. They do Stacey Earle's album too. They or sure, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, I love Stacey Earle. <laughs> yep. I had one of the. Um, his name's One Gun. He uh, he was a member of of that the Wild Pair, and um, he was on the show talked a bit about because there was oh, more. There yeah. were three people who voiced, who voiced MC Scat Cat. Oh, three okay. different people, but you can definitely and he was one of them. But you can definitely hear that all over don't want money and i'm like damn it she's like paula now nice (laughs) and speaking of (laughs) and for all you on the audio world not seeing the video right now you've got the maxi single vinyl of don't want money i don't even remember this being released as a single but i saw that it didn't chart anywhere like not even like the r&b chart failed to chart anywhere apparently but it's a great song it is and i actually picked this up at um like a record collector show like there's always this one guy that has like dance singles for like a dollar and i'm like oh my god (laughs) look at those treasures you know okay what does it say is there any interesting information on the credits or the notes in the back of the album um let's see so it's there's different remixes of it Mm -hmm. There's a powerhouse mix, cash money extended mix. Uh, so looks I have to go back and play these remixes. But the only interesting thing is that the B side or the extra song they included was Johnny Come Lately, which is also a full force production. That's a good one. 
yeah it's just it doesn't really say anything the fun thing about the 90s is every single whether you bought it cassette mm-hmm. cd vinyl whatever they always had a million remixes oh this is so good um yeah. says the rap is by taz sounds like a cat name <laughs> maybe <laughs> the rap is say, by taz yeah it says it does say don't want money produced by Oliver Lieber for the Noise Club Inc. I don't know if that's what they were going by back or what he did when he there's was solo. You know, there's a lot of names involved there, but the ones that stood out to me was they didn't use the wild pair. They didn't use that name, uh-huh. but they used the name, obviously, Oliver Lieber, who worked with Paul yeah. Abdul. And that one voice is definitely an MC Sky Cat. Okay. Well, I'm glad that mystery's been solved. <laughs> if anyone's listening to the episode who's like, expert knowledge on mc scat cat get get back to us and tell us if you know anything that we had an album out too right do you remember that i did a whole episode on it oh my god (laughs) i gotta go back and listen to it now (laughs) yeah that's when i had one gun as a guest on the show and we talked about the solo album but um i i bought that tape i did i remember like i remember it and i remember obviously the song with paul abdul but i don't think i ever bought it just shocking because I bought everything back then. <laughs> Kick it. Jews, a million dollar house, a gold swimming pool, a butler, a maid, a show for more, a summer home off the Malibu shore. The way I feel for you, I can't deny. So, whatever you want, say the word and I'll buy. You won't ever have to buy me. Fame and fortune don't make the man. The things that satisfy, you know, you just can't buy. When will you understand that? that is youtube you can find like the original music videos of it and such so (laughs) i just love it um so don't want money there's that observation i made um there was another single that was a ballad that ended up being the biggest charting single from the Mm -hmm. album called just want to hold you and i believe that james ingram was involved in this song right it was a duet with him I don't hear his voice on it on the album. Really? I didn't. Okay, so I watched the music video of it. Yeah. Just want to hold you. And I don't see him or hear him. But there's a guy singing in it. Is there two different releases or am I crazy? Maybe. I call me crazy. I I distinctly (laughs) remember hearing him in it. And I thought (laughs) he was in the video. I swear to God, there's like scenes where he's in the video. I don't know. I didn't and see she's like 
doing like ballet or something. But I just remember this song was super popular and they played this during the closing credits of A Different World. So maybe that's why this one was the the breakout hit of the album. Yeah, there's there's a good chance there. Now, yeah. if you listen to the lyrics, I got to look up the lyrics to Just Want to Hold You because, oh my goodness, I they're terrible. <laughs> I was going to start singing it. You're the very best. I have a hair. <laughs> please whip out a vinyl of this. <laughs> I don't have this one on vinyl. Um, was, I don't know if there were like remixes of it or, well, now it's like I have to track it down because if I, I need all of them. <laughs> it's pretty. Okay. It says, so it says it's featuring James Ingram. I'm going to have to listen to it again because maybe uh, I just. He's in it because there's, a, there's parts that he sings like the verses of. Okay. It didn't do bad because it peaked at number 34 on the actual yeah. Billboard Hot 100. It's top 40. <laughs> Which means, yes, it made the top 40 of everything. So good. Good. Because she deserved it. I thought she made an incredible record. But this song, the lyrics, oh my goodness, I, I can't. Okay. <laughs> it's like, okay, so basically it's kind of like Janet Jackson's Let's Wait a While. I feel like that's the same kind of avenue she's trying to go down here. I can see it's that. Like, where it's too soon for us to do it. So let's just cuddle. <laughs> I guess I never really thought about it. <laughs> let's just cuddle. So I just it's like, you missed him. <laughs> no, no, it's you're the very best I ever had. I don't want to move too fast. Too, fast. No. too soon. Our, yeah. our true feelings show. And if we make love now, then you'll never know that I just want to hold you and I never told you that I want this love to last. So let's not move too fast. Um, okay. This is, this is the, I love you more than making love. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what you're thinking of. Like this, this, this was written in 10 minutes. I swear it had to have been written in 10 minutes. <gasps> I'm an idiot. Here's James Ingram. Oh, I want you. I want you. I need you. Oh, I need you. I'll be yours for the rest of my life. Oh, I want you. I want you. Yes, I need you. I need you, babe. And I'll be yours for the rest of my life. Okay, 
now that I'm reading the lyrics, I, I see the part where he sings on the song. It's in the bridge. They sing like kind of back and forth to each other. Oh, I want <laughs> you. I want you. I need you. I need you. And I'll be yours for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. That's so it? Into the bridge. That's that's the featuring. <laughs> <laughs> he only had time for this part, right? I guess. Even though, yeah. Yeah, I got to say, like, I know it was the big hit on the album, but I I really don't want to listen to it again. After these messages, we'll be right back. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you, and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please, join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network and happily powered by ATB. We are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more without coloring the topic with our conversation until the very end of the episode. We also feature beer reviews, lame jokes, bad puns, far too many 80s movies references, geek culture, and general nerdery. Our Our real aim is for for fun, inclusive content that doesn't take itself too too seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chin wag with your old pals, Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies, Kylo and Ren. It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. tracks on this i love the new jack swing right great love it and and there was oh sorry go ahead i just i want to let you talk now and i'm i'm monopolizing the conversation because i was just going to get those out because now i want you to give me all of your thoughts and impressions 
Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, like Try Me, I just remember that song coming out and I was like, oh my God. There was two versions actually made of the music video. Yeah. I don't know why. It's like, because <laughs> one's like, like a photo shoot, which was a very 80s thing. Like, you know, like cover girls show me and like <laughs> Sweet mm-hmm. Station, the second version of Hooked on You. That was a very like, you know, thing of the time. But yeah, there yeah. was two videos and I just remember the song being really popular I don't know if in Canada you guys had, I think it was called The Party Machine with Neil Peoples. And Maybe it was on cable or satellite, but I never yeah, got to it see was, it. It was syndicated here and it was like um, kind of like Club MTV in a sense, but um, similar and that they would have performances. It was more about the performances than like the, you know, mm. the the songs they would play of the people dancing but I remember she performed it and she was like getting down with the choreography and everyone the audience was like eating it up because I know she's a trained dancer Mm. and she comes from that world so that and you know she was a great performer she had a nice voice so I think it just kind of was like all the elements Mm. I mean at least it worked on like 13 year old me or however old I was she was she was a triple threat yeah and she never really got to do that on tv until so it was too late (laughs) apparently she was on fame but as like a background background character um but she the reason she can dance so well is she was trained by debbie allen yeah i mean hello yeah so yeah um but yeah i just remember that song being really popular and then the follow-up uh another like my lover She's another like kind of like new jack swing pop song. That one, I think that one charted higher than Try Me, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like it got better each yeah. time that got released, which is usually the opposite trajectory of how things go. Right. So uh, let's see, another like my love. I have Wikipedia pulled up too while we're doing this. Nice. So that peaked at number 66 on the hot 100 in the US. And then it peaked at number six on the R&B chart. So. Mm. huge hit um and then the other songs I like that really stuck out to me were like um everybody knows my name 
which yeah. was co-written by Cree Summer, fellow Cree Summer was castmate of. We should do an episode on her music career because I love her music too. I don't know if you really got she's into. She's still it. Oh. into music, like she's still oh. making music. Cree Summer. That's. I think it's pronounced. It's Street Fairy. I think is the album. I don't know if I'm yeah. saying that right or wrong, but. Sorry, my my friend from Australia was with me last week, so my like fake Australian accent just came out. It rubbed off on you. Yeah, I kept telling her, <laughs> "I hope I get your accent by the time you're gone." And she's probably like, "Stop quoting Muriel's wedding." <laughs> <laughs> but sorry. So, anyways, uh, Chris Summer, who was also a co-star on uh, Different World, of course, my dog's here barking the whole time we're filming or mm-hmm. recording um so that was a cool song um again it's upbeat and then um then there's a song called i wish you well which yeah. features Cree summer on background vocals amongst others and jeffrey osborne again oh yeah that's a big deal so i wonder did he write anything on this no maybe he just the same producers maybe that they worked with i don't know Cree Summer has had more of a career in music and animation voicing. Right. Since back in the day, since she was, she played the role of Freddie on A Different World. Right. She was Penny on Inspector Gadget. She did the voice. What? Yes. Okay. That's her biggest thing, in in my opinion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's done all kinds of things. I think she's, I don't know. I, I mean... If you look her up, there's a ton of roles she's done for vo- doing is you know voiceover, huge huge roles in voiceover. Yeah. So I think that's where she gravitated to. Yeah, but she's very much well known as as a you know, musician as well. So yeah, but I don't know. I just think overall, like you said, that the upbeat songs really stand out. I think there's like another ballad or two, and those like when I was re-listening to it today, I was kind of like, eh, these songs are okay, <laughs> like like it, it wasn't the most exciting like i love just yeah. want to hold you just because it's a very nostalgic song for me mm. and like i associate it with i don't know like that carefree time in my life that prepubescent <laughs> you that's know? pretty much like the majority of what we think about when we do this show is just like it de- a lot of these songs make you think about who you were hanging out with what yeah. you were doing you know like that's what music does and it brings you back to a time in your life. So I get it 100%. For sure. 100%. Yeah, I'm going to dog a treat because he is not leaving me alone. Um, I'm trying to think, like, if there were any other songs that, like, stood out or... I don't know. What else did we talk about? I said everybody knows my name. Mm-hmm. Johnny Come Lately. I don't know why that song sticks out to me. I just remember that. It. it was good. Yeah, I just remember the beginning. She's like, Johnny. <laughs> it's very, it's it's an upbeat album. Yeah, yeah, there's probably no songs that are gonna like stick with me for life. But when I listened right. to it again after I hadn't heard it for years and years, stuff came back to me. Like some of the melodies came yeah. back to me. Um, like Don't Want Money, I think came back to me the most. Okay. That I can hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still have that rare and obscure music blog pulled up here. And it talks about what she did after, because something happened where she parted with the record label. They weren't going to put out another album. 
right? Um, she continued acting, yeah, and stage and such after that point. Um, had a kid, 2008. It says her and her husband divorced. Okay. Um, 2005, Jasmine Guy wrote a book about Afeni Shakur, Evolution of a Revolutionary, which is about Tupac's mother. Okay. This book was very well received and it actually like had a lot of good critical reviews and such. So that was a big thing for her. I wonder if she knew Tupac's mother. I think I think so because I know for years her album wasn't available on streaming and the only thing that was available were like some like poems or something that she was reading on one of his albums or something. Oh really? I can't remember. I'm sorry. I'm probably making that up. <laughs> there's there's something. I just remember whenever I would look it up, I would just be like, why why isn't this album available for streaming? And that was like the only thing I could find. Or some like, she did a lot of musical theater too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then today when I was, you know, I was re-listening to the album and then I just Googled, why didn't Jasmine Guy ever release a a sophomore album and then this article came up and it was just talking about the album and this article said that in 91 she started recording a second album with uh jimmy jam and terry lewis but the the song the songs never saw the light of day so i don't know if that's true but i like to think it's true because i could totally see them working together there is so many hidden gems out there that never saw the light of day these albums that were recorded or at least demoed and then the record company goes nope we're shelving it it's not happening so i always want to hear these so much like get them (laughs) okay so apparently jasmine guy and tupac shakur were very close it's possible that they were dating at a point (laughs) and he had been shot previously before his death he had been shot at quad studios in new york in 1994 okay um he had a guest appearance on a different world that's when they first met ah okay that makes sense yeah so apparently um yeah they had a at least a close friendship if not a relationship um so she was she was there for him after that first time he got shot okay um, so I'm I'm assuming that he she developed a, a relationship with Tupac's mother, and that's a whole rabbit hole to go down. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm just looking on again on Wikipedia, and it's just talking about like the musical she appeared in, such uh, several Broadway productions, such mm-hmm. as Is Leader of the Pack, Grease. I remember her being in Chicago. Like, I remember that being, like, in the press and a big thing. The city or the play? The play. Okay. Maybe the city, too? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe I saw her walking down the street and I didn't even know. No, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she also kind of had, like, a... What I noticed when I was listening to it, she kind of had, like, um, like a growl when she sang on some of the songs. Yeah. I right? Did you hear that? Like she's just kind of like, like. <laughs> I love that. Man, <laughs> Growls make my fucking day. I love them. Um, I love it. <laughs> she had mentioned um in 2006 speaking to the graduating class at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and said that she would be releasing a new album. Now that's 
She also said that the music business was the worst out of all the entertainment industries and intended to release the album independently, but we still haven't seen anything. I don't blame her. She's right. I'm sure it's pretty bad. We know from all the people we've talked to on the show that what bad things happen with record companies. So I get it. Um, but you know where I did see Jasmine Guy last. What the last appearance I saw of her, she was a regular uh, occurring guest on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. She played a possible love interest for Richard Weber, but they never actually like. Oh no, spoilers! Shit, <laughs> whatever. It's so I, hey, if it's if it's been more than five seasons, we don't care. I I fell behind, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I'm ever gonna catch up. It's okay. Spoilers should only have they should have an expiry date. Anyway, if it's been yeah, if it's been like over a year, I think you're good. We're safe. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. She. She. She was a friend of Richard's. I think from like. AA meetings and such and uh-huh. then like yeah I think that they were gonna hook up but they didn't hook up because he's married and the, the drama the drama you know so but yeah no she was looking good looking healthy it was good to see her again um she's a beautiful woman really yes. like I could like a triple threat I could have seen her be extremely successful in anything she really wants to do but it, it just depends like life you know yeah bad record deals yeah. but hey we got an, an awesome piece of early 90s uh <laughs> music mm. that did come out of it um there's a series it's a docuseries um god i can't remember what the network is it's it's like a super like cable only network here in the u.s i want to say it's tv one and oh. they do these series called like unsung where it's kind of like about like artists that should have been bigger but weren't like they did one on like Shanice they did one on Crystal Waters and then they have like a Hollywood version of it and there's an episode of hers about her sorry and they touch you know briefly on the music career so if you can ever find that that'd be cool that I recommend What's, I'm writing this down what's the name of the show the show unsung? is called Un- unsung everybody you could think of like the jets and like um sheila e and i remember the jasmine guy episode they talked a lot about her being biracial and like you know what all the struggles she went through you know with because you know she was mixed and Mm -hmm. you know she was like the only mixed kid her and her siblings like in a predominantly african-american community so just you know what they went through and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a cool show i think you as like a music geek would especially appreciate mm-hmm. it and you know just they talk to like everyone from their family to people that worked a and r at their record labels and it was just really cool well i'd love to see what she's got next coming up for her i mean obviously she's still active in the entertainment industry her appearance on Grey's was not that long ago she's 61 years old now how and still still wonderful as ever so you know i i I love the album i think it was a gem and it was worth talking about so thank you for doing that with me yeah no problem i love talking about like i said these this rare little niche of 
actresses and actors who sang <laughs> recorded albums. Ooh, yeah. What was his name? Dwayne Wayne? Kadeem Hardison? Yes. It's interesting seeing the pictures of like what they're doing now or what they look like now. There's a cute picture if you Google, if you click on Kadeem's of him and Jasmine now. Oh, they're gray hair and stuff. So cute. <laughs> they're adorable. Love it. Yeah, that was a good show, though. And A Different World was one of the most successful spinoffs, I think, as well, because. Oh, yeah. It was on a long time for back in the day. Well, yeah, especially since its main star only lasted one season. <laughs> right? Thanks, fucking Bill. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thanks again, Joe. I appreciate no it. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email. Podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, Dope underscore Nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.